Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. We've got Origin Game 2 kicking off tonight from Suncorp Stadium. Natty joins me once again, mate. Not a good week for you, Origin 1. Pretty tough there, wasn't it? G'day, Guru. Yeah, mate, she was um, she was very rough. I um, I switched off about 20 minutes into that game knowing full well that the result wasn't going to go our way. But the one thing I did... Sort of, it sort of hit me hard. Was the effort areas for Queensland just fell away in that last sort of 30 minutes of the game? It's the first time I've really seen a Queensland side sort of switch off. And mate, they they weren't in it. The only bloke that was really doing anything was Big Mofo, and that's why New South Wales were just running up the score because the boys were just yep, they were reaching for the talcum powder and the early shower. Mate, there's probably only one team in the history of sport that could worry me more coming off their worst performance ever. And it is the Queensland Maroons. For me, I look at how the last few weeks has played out and, mate, I think you guys are sitting in the exact spot that you want to be heading into this game. Oh, we are. We're sitting exactly where we love to be. Do you know what I mean? Like, no one's talking about us. Severe underdogs. Uh, a lot of the, the media... Um, really aren't talking about the Maroons team at all. I mean, obviously, there's been a bit of media uh, around the whole Reese Walsh thing. Obviously, he's out, so that's fucked. Uh, but if I just look at this New South Wales team and I just look at the blokes that's in it, um, and I, it, if it was if it was three or four years ago, maybe, I'd be like, yep, yeah, we're sitting pretty. I like I like where we are, but I'm I'm really worried. Yeah, I'm scared. Mate, do you buy into the conspiracy theory at all that Reese Walsh was never going to play? Because, you know, it sounds crazy, it sounds ridiculous, but I mean, he is the only bloke we've spoken about all week, and here we are, what, 10 hours from kickoff, and we're still, the only guy we've spoken about is Reese Walsh. I mean, oh, I still think he was going to play tonight, but my God, Queensland, they've probably done crazier things, haven't they? If that's true, masterstroke. Like, really. Because that you're exactly right. All the media, 
for the Maroons has been on one player and everyone else has just skated along with nothing. No, no one's been dissecting their game from game one. No one's been putting the spotlight on them. You know, Cam Munster's been left alone. Usually the spotlight would be right on him with everyone saying, you know, all everything's on your shoulders, mad dog. But because of this whole Reese Walsh thing, yeah, you know, it's sort of gone by the wayside. So if that is true, fucking masterstroke. I'll tell you what, mate, tough week for the Brisbane Broncos. Not a single player in this side. A number of guys picked that have left the Brisbane Broncos and are now playing. And, of course, Reese Walsh, they let him go a couple of weeks ago because they thought he wasn't ready for first grade, and the Maroons are willing to pick him at fullback. Uh, I mean, the only thing we've been talking about all week, as we said, is Reese Walsh, and probably the negative side of it has fallen on the Brisbane Broncos for letting him go. Uh, mate, the, the matchup I'm still worried about, uh, it has to be Kurt Capewell, a uh, guy that I really do love. He's a sensational player, but when you've got Tom Travojevic floating around, and yes, he's not always directly marking up on Kurt, but you know whoever he's marking up against, it's going to be a tough gig. It's not really a negative on Kurt Capewell. The guy is just in uh, just red-hot form right now. Is that a matchup that still worries you? Yeah, 100%. Look, I like Kurt Capewell in that corridor, in that centre corridor when he's one-on-one. Um, I think he's strong enough to defend any centre in the game. It's just when Tom Travojevic is playing all over the field, he's using pretty much every player in the New South Wales side as as an attacking secondary player. It's just any any centre would would struggle, let alone you know a a, a back rower. So that's a massive um, matchup there, but just across the park, mate. I mean, Dane Gagai got shown up by Latrell Mitchell. And again, that's because Tom Travojevic was sneaking across to the left and then all all of a sudden Dane Gagai is trying to defend two centres. So, yeah, it's it's hard. And I've talked about this with a, a few mates down at the pub. It's like you can set up a plan to defend a bloke like Latrell Mitchell because he stays in his corridor, right? And even that plan might not come to fruition, like it might not work, but at least you can set up a plan to defend him. You can't do that with Tom Travoyevich because you don't know where he's going to be. And that's that's the danger for New South Wales. Mate, obviously uh, two debutants for Queensland. We've got Francis Molo, who's sort of, He's, he's come from the sky here to make his debut, but I, I would never bag him because I know Queensland, they've made their bread and butter doing this over the years. Uh, the other one, of course, Mulatalo. Now, a guy that I'm not sure if you've seen on, on, on Twitter and stuff over the last 24 hours has been blowing up. This guy's a guy that uh, he only played his first football in Queensland when I think he was 14 or 15. So these, these, uh, th- these rules are a little bit blurred once again. I, I can't wait to see him play, though. He's got a bit of that... He's got a bit of that Panthers fuck you in him, doesn't he? I'm really excited to see Mulatalo get into this uh, arena. Yeah, and um, I've sort of tracked him a little bit on um, on social media, and mate, this means a lot to him. This uh, this debut and um, the Maroons jumper means a lot to him. Um, we've seen when he plays the Sharks, like he does bleed the the team that he is playing for and he wears his heart on his sleeve. He's a very enthusiastic, gets pumped up. I'm sure he's going to be in this game early. He's going to be taking a lot of runs. He loves the physicality of the game. So I'm happy with that selection. I think he could he could be a steadfast selection for the Maroons for the next decade if he plays well. And, mate, just another storyline that takes us away from talking about the situation that Queensland are actually in. They're coming off a 50-0 drumming. All we're doing is talking about the seven-game guy, Reese Walsh, who's now not in the side, bringing this guy in. Wait, should he even be allowed to play? I mean, it, 
there is there's a Queensland team standing there who has been belted and bashed last game. We're not even looking at them. Queensland have done this perfectly. We are completely distracted looking elsewhere. Yeah, and like I said to you before we started recording, like if New, all New South Wales have to do is come into this game and approach it exactly the same way they did game one, come in with enthusiasm, don't come in underdone, don't come in too cocky, take this game as a standalone game and attack this Maroons team with the attacking flair that they have. Don't get sucked into them. Because the, what the Maroons do, now with this forward pack, they're going to try and suck New South Wales into the middle third of the field and get into a real arm wrestle. New South Wales just need to go, fuck that. Let's just start spreading the ball like we did in game one, side to side, use all of our attacking weapons as much as possible and just get these big boys moving and tire them out. And if they do that, they'll win easily. Mate, you mentioned there, don't get too cocky for this game. Uh, now, if we were recording this probably 10, 15 years ago when Angus Crichton has come in after not playing game one, he's dyed his hair blue. Jerome Lewine, Nathan Cleary have been dancing around all week. Addo Carl, Latrell Mitchell, they've been dressing up like cowboys, carrying on. Is this something that worries you or is this just, well, obviously not for you, you're a Queensland fan, but is this something that as a footy side would worry you if Queensland were doing this or is this just part of the modern game now? I think it's part of the modern game, especially when you've got guys near like Bizza and Jerome Loy. Like last year, I remember looking at that Panthers side and a bit of an old head looking at it going, I, I don't like this. I don't like the way they're carrying on. It doesn't fit with how rugby league has been played in past years. But this is how it is. These kids, this is how they act. This is, this is what they do. This is how they get up for games, you know. The confidence is sky high and that, allows them to do what they need to do on the field so like i remember at before game one they were interviewing james tedesco about you know like what's it like on the bus like is it really subdued is it really quiet on the bus and then he's busy walking by in the background with the with a boom box on his shoulder just blaring some rap music and sort of teddy looked over his shoulder and just went nah it's a little bit different now and that's what it is. And I think everyone's buying into it. The fact that you see everyone else doing the same thing. Like when I see Latrell Mitchell and the Fox doing that shit, you know, 50 in the house bounce, I'm looking at that as a new – if you're a New South Wales um, fan, you're looking at that going, the boys are linked up. Like that's a left-edge link up there. And so, I, I think in this game as well, I, I just think the bench is going to be so important. And it was last game as well, I mean – it's the 18th minute, and it's only 8-0 to New South Wales in game one. You see the first change. Uh, you see Junior Paul oh, – so, sorry, Payne Haas enters the uh, enters the field for Jake Trevojevic in the 21st minute. From that moment on, it was 48-6. to six, And I just thought last game the Queensland bench was decimated as it was. Then you lost Christian Welsh in the 12th minute. You just stood no chance. I look at these sides now – I really like the Queensland bench. I love the Fafitas come back to the pine. What are your thoughts on that play there? Yeah, look, and it goes back to, you know, you and I have talked about this at length, using blokes that have that impact quality about them, bringing them on against tied defenders. It's it's a move in the modern game that can really work for you in your pack. You know, a bloke like David Fafita, I mean, he shrugs blokes off when they're fresh as a daisy. You bring him on against guys that have been blown for 20 minutes, it could be anything. Um, the only thing is you bring David Fafita on and New South Wales bring Angus Crichton on at the same time. Like Gussie's a really good defender and it sort of might you know, it might not be as a bigger impact as we, we would hope, but I do like them trying it out. 
Mate, I, I just think it's going to make such a difference that they can actually put new guys on there that can genuinely compete with these fellas. I mean, I, I was thinking about it at, at 8 nil at the 20th minute when Queensland looked over at the New South Wales bench last week and they saw Junior Paulo and Payne Haas ready to come on. It must have just been a fucking nightmare. Then looking at their bench, you got Paul Christian Welsh sitting there with an ice pack on his head. His night's done. I just think it would have been a nightmare. And as much as I love Junior Paulo, I actually love him in the Origin Arena more off the bench. I think that's where he's probably able to play his best footy. I think for Queensland, it's a little win that Junior Paulo is starting. Obviously, a massive win that Jake Trevojevic is out as well. Uh, but as you said, Angus Crichton, he's proven over the last 18 months not only to be a champion player, but to be a champion through the middle or out on the edge. He's going to play a big role, isn't he? Yeah, and I forget where I was watching. It might have been... Uh, NL 360 or something like that and someone was complaining about Angus Crichton um, being an edge back rower on the bench but if you look back at his first year at the Roosters, Robbo had him playing and rotating through the middle exclusively. So he's got no worries coming in and playing a bit of middle footy. So I, I I love the bench for New South Wales again. I do like the Queensland pack a lot better in this game. Obviously, we need Christian Welch. He's he's going to be a big uh, big in for us if he plays the full game. Josh Papali'i, I mean, yeah. Those two those two wins for us are the biggest ins. So, mate, when you see Angus Crichton coming onto the field, are you expecting Cam Murray to go and play through the centre third a little bit? Are you expecting Angus to go to an edge or stay in the centre? How, how do you think they're going to work this? That would make the most um, sense if you brought, um, yeah, Angus on and then Cam Murray rotated through the middle. But, I mean, it, it's he might just come on and just spell Isaiah Yo at, at 13. I'm not sure. But either way, I think he'll have an impact on the game. Mate, one guy that I think uh, he's obviously been playing sensational footy for a long time, but one guy that I think at the moment is a little bit lucky that there's not someone else beating the door down. Obviously, Appy Curacao is in the squad, but I don't think this year we've seen the best out of Appy due to a lot of injuries and whatnot. It's Damian Cook, mate. Do you think we're going to see a big game from him tonight? Well, it all depends on how the forwards play. Like, if the forwards can get on the front foot, they can win the middle third, uh, and they can create space, that's when Cookie plays his best. And you see in games where the forwards aren't sort of getting that dominance um, over the opposition pack, he just goes quiet because he's an opportunist player. He's not like Harry Grant who likes to create those opportunities. He wants to have those quick play the balls. He wants to see that um, space up up the guts um, to take off from dummy half. So it all goes down to how, you know, the New South Wales pack goes against the Queensland pack. Now, mate, we've obviously mentioned the name Reese Walsh on a number of occasions already, me sprinting into the Queensland trap here. But I must say, when I saw he was ruled out last night, the first thing I thought was, fuck, are they going to play Munster at fullback here? Could they play Ben Hunt at six? Obviously, you know, it would. It, the, the, probably the more orthodox move would have been to move Val Holmes there, which is what they've done. But, mate, my heart skipped a beat when I thought, fuck, Cam Munster's going to have a little bit more time, a little bit more space. It really did worry me. Is it something that you thought about? No, not really. I was pretty confident that Munster was always going to play six. Um, I will say that the... The team as it looks now is the team I would have gone with uh, originally without Reese Walsh in the side. I think Val Holmes played pretty good in, the, in game one. I mean, he didn't do anything fantastic, but he didn't do anything terrible either. And now it allows Kyle Felt to play right wing and Mulatalo to come in left wing. So that's the edges that they play for their clubs. 
Um, and I'm I'm excited about Ronaldo Molitalo and what he can do because I think I think he's got a chance, like I said, to put his hand up to be selected every year. And I mean, to have Cam Munster play his best football, you want him comfortable. You want him. Uh, playing the position that he plays all the time. Um, a lot of pressure is on um, the Mad Dog in this game. I mean, it all pretty much rests on his shoulders for the Maroons, but we'll see how it plays out. He needs to be better than he was in game one. And obviously, the, mate, the Mad Dog, obviously the biggest strike weapon. He's the one guy I'm looking at this Queensland side going, if he's the best player in the field, we probably won't win this game. When you look at the New South Wales side, obviously a heap of strike weapons across the entire team here. If you had to give me like five names that worry you the most, who would they be? Yeah, and this is why I'm pretty confident one New South Wales will get the win, right? So for the Queensland side, you'd really, you're really only worried about Cameron Munster. He's the, he's the key player. He's the one that's going to have to play well for the Maroons to win the game. So you've got one, effectively one guy you need to shut down. You need to just hit him early, hit him hard and hit him often and get him off his game. But for New South Wales, I can break it down into two tiers for threat players. So you've got your tier one, uh, you've got three players, James Tedesco, Tom Trevojevic and Nathan Cleary. There's three guys there that can open this game up at any point in the game. They are supreme threats on their own. And that's the thing. Like, you you shut down Nathan Cleary somehow, you've still got Tom Trevojevic floating across the field doing what he needs to do. You shut down Tom Trevojevic, all of a sudden James Tedesco goes, okay, I'll do what Tom Trevojevic was going to do and float. You didn't even see Teddy in the first game because he just didn't really need to do much. Mate, you didn't see Teddy in the game. You also didn't hear about him in the week leading up to it. No one's spoken about him this week. Mate, this guy was the best player in the world for two years on the 18 months ago. Exactly. That's And that's what I mean. Like, he's just at the back, just watching Tom do his thing, just going, look, I'll chime in if they need me. I'll, so, like, conserve my energy. So you've got those three top-tier players, right? And if somehow, some fucking how Maroons shut down all three of them, you've got Latrell Mitchell, you've got Brian To'o, you've got Damien Cook, and Jerome Lawai. I mean, mate, just, if you were to put any of those tier two guys that you just mentioned into the Queensland side, I mean... Do they not become the second biggest strike weapon they've got all of a sudden? Exactly. And and that's the thing. That's the thing that's really worrying as a Queensland fan is you, it's almost like you cut the head of the snake off, another one just pops up. Mate, oh, I guess the one game. thing that must give you a little bit of confidence is the return of Josh Papali. Uh, he left a massive hole when he wasn't there in game one. Oh, I think we will assert some dominance in the middle. Um, for sure. I love to look at the, the Queensland pack. And like I said earlier, that's what the Maroons are going to try and do. They're going to try and drag New South Wales down into the gutter, into the, the trenches, and they're going to try and make it an arm wrestle. So it's sort of... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Dilutes that flamboyant attack that New South Wales are capable of. And if New South Wales just go, nah, fuck that. We're going to play our game. Don't try and bring us into your game. 
then you know it's going to be nullified. But they will try to do that. I love the I love the pack. Um, probably he hasn't been playing great footy for his club, um, the Raiders, but he will step up in this game. And the White Rhino, that's massive. If he doesn't get knocked out 11 minutes in, he's going to have a huge game as well. He's got a massive engine on him, loves an offload. He's going to be up for this. He's going to be hitting blokes like Junior Paulo and Daniel Saifedi all game. Mate, the other thing that we haven't spoken about, of course, Harry Grant, he's out of this game. And for me, I still think and still believe he is the best hooker in our game. And, mate, it's such a scary proposition for me, though, bringing Andrew McCulloch in because I feel like it just puts more emphasis on Cam Munster to step up. He's the one guy I'm worried about in this Queensland side. At least, you know, as as good as Harry Grant is, at least he'd be doing his own stuff. You know Andrew McCulloch is just going to deliver the ball, just get early ball to Munster. It does worry me in that aspect. He's not an attacking threat at all. I mean, he's going to make 65 tackles and he's going to get good delivery from dummy half to his halves. But that's it. That's all you're going to get from Macca. Um, You might get a little bit more attacking when Ben Hunt comes on. I'm assuming he will rotate through the hooking spot also. But in saying that, Ben Hunt, what Ben Hunt do we get? Do we get the Ben Hunt that played the dogs or do we get the Ben Hunt that played on the weekend? He's an up and down roller coaster. You just don't know what sort of game he's going to have. He just doesn't have the consistency for me to sit here and say, yep, I'm happy about Ben Hunt's selection. But yeah, you're right. The fact that Harry Grant isn't in this side, it's just more pressure on Cam Munster. And it's not as though if Cam Munster gets shut down that Daly Cherry Evans is going to step up and run this side. I just don't think he has it. He plays really well DCE when the the primary threat in his side is playing well and he plays off the back of that. But I just don't think he has it in him that if Cameron Munster is shut down, that he has the go about him to, to lift this side and, and get them in this game. Mate, let's dive into some of our bets for this game. And for me, uh, on sports bet, they've got New South Wales $1.23. Very short. I don't think it's going to be the blowout that everyone's expecting. I think Queensland are going to step up tonight and make a good fist of it. I've got Cam Murray as an anytime try scorer, $4.50 into New South Wales 1-12, which you can price pump that one up to $20.75. I just think that Cam Murray... Um, whilst he was good in game one, I just think he's got another level to go to. Uh, he's a guy that I would be using, obviously, th- through the center third when they do come on. I've got a feeling he can get a little meaty. As I said, I don't think it's going to be a blowout like a lot of people are expecting. New South Wales, 1-12 to for me. What have you got as far as your betting tonight? Okay, so for your value, obviously the value is lost if you're betting with New South Wales. Um, if you want to have a bet on... Queensland, I would be waiting right up until kickoff. Try and get that 18 and a half. It's at 15 and a half now. I think it will creep creep up a little bit. And obviously, getting that that price where you know you're over three converted tries is uh, where it's at. Also, if we're gonna bet on Queensland, I would only take them with the first half line. So you're getting seven and a half at at um, at the half. So I'm thinking if the Maroons are going to be in this game, they're going to be in the first half. But I like New South Wales 13+. plus. I like New South Wales to lead at halftime. I like To'o on the left to score a try. And Nathan Cleary is my go um, for an ATS also. If you want to get crazy, take Nathan Cleary as your last try scorer. It's fucking crazy how um, often he has scored the last try in games. The king of junk time. Yep. 
Mate, the last one I'm going to throw in there and is a guy that you said you're not overly confident on. I, I think he's going to have a big impact tonight is Ben Hunt. Sportsbet's got him at $6.50 for an anytime try scorer. Uh, if you were to multi that in with my original one, gives you odds of 94 to 1, something I'll be having a little bit of loose change on. Mate, give me a last say. What's the score going to be tonight? Oh, look, it's going to be a dry track up there uh, at Suncorp. I will say it's – I think New South Wales will get in the 30s. So if we say 36, 36 to 12. I'm going to take 28 to 20 for the New South Wales Blues. And for all the listeners, stay tuned. Over the next hour or so, we're going to have one more podcast dropping where we're going to do our randomised uh, team selector. Natty's going to do his best – all-time Queensland side. I'm going to do my best all-time New South Wales side. So I would probably predict we're about to record. I'd say that one might tip over the hour mark or so. But you excited to dive into that one, mate? 100%, mate. Yeah, I'm hoping that you draw out about 12 or 13 Broncos cards. Mate, it is one thing that's going to be pretty difficult for you, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. We'll see how we go, though. Mate, looking forward to it. Good luck tonight, and uh, we'll talk to you very soon. Too easy, brother. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.